You're listening to a Brain Stew Fresh Fright Review. What's up, creeps, and welcome to another brand new Epic Film Guys Fresh Fright Review. I'm Justin. I'm B-Ratty. And on this episode, we are not joined by Jeremy. He is off on a work adventure. Uh, No, he's not off getting autographs. No, he's not meeting celebrities. He's doing a thing for work. Or as he told us, Brady, is he secretly meeting celebrities getting autographs and doing cool shit without telling us and inviting us that is the real question here um i mean it's kind of 50 50 with him he could be knowing knowing jeremy he probably is at his nine to five like work thing but he's gonna meet someone somehow like something's gonna line up where like somebody's gonna walk in and then he'll send us a picture in the group chat and be like guess who just showed up hey i'm sylvester stallone (laughs) Yeah, he'll get the Tulsa King will come in there. And we're, you're, I mean, he's going to tell us all about it. And ladies and gentlemen, you'll hear about it probably the next episode or so. But we are here on this brand new episode to talk about what many would consider the biggest box office bomb in the horror genre of the entire year. That's mm. right. The last voyage of the Demeter, um, a.k.a. Dracula on a motherfucking boat, bitch. That's what the movie should have been called, Brady. I think that would have been way smarter. Um, seriously, like, I'm not even I'm not even being facetious here at all. I think it should have been called Dracula on a boat. And then, you know, the normies out there, the GA, if you will, would have been like, oh, shit, it's a Dracula movie. Like, yeah. rather than seeing the trailer and be like, what's that giant fucking white bat thing with fangs is that like a vampire or some shit like you know you know more they should have just called it aliens in the 18th century like because that's what it was it it was just yeah but brady there's there's no aliens in the movie yeah well there's a whole lot are you trying to say that the human characters are the aliens and the vampire that is Count Dracula is like a human character. I'm very confused. I'm very confused right now. We can go with that. That's fine. I mean, I think really, if you just kind of like peel away the layers, like Dracula could just be the real human there. It's very true. Um, but there, you know, uh, to your point there, everyone has been saying it. Yes, it is alien on a boat. Uh, same premise. And apparently this idea for this movie has actually been uh, a thing since the production of Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone was working on that movie and a model builder was doing like this entire model of the ship, the Demeter, and like the idea sprang from that like, yo, what about this story? What, you know, what about what happens on the boat from point A to point B? Sounds really interesting. Uh, I think it's a great premise for a movie. The movie itself, however, we'll get to in a few moments, but Brady, we haven't talked, you know, horror news in a few weeks. Yeah. And uh, some shit's happened. Uh, you mm-hmm. and I were on an episode of Scream with Ryan C. Showers. It has not yet been released yet. 
um, but be on the lookout for that creeps. But on that episode, we talked about the possibility of radio silence handing off the reins to the scream franchise we had heard that they possibly were not going to come back after scream six and we talked about the possible replacement with ryan on that episode the following fucking day we recorded that what happened what was announced brady fucking christopher landon has taken over scream six seven six seven eight, yeah nine, i know it's 10, it's, it's getting it's getting hard now that they're getting up there but yes scream seven christopher landon known for the happy death day movies and freaky which i fucking loved i, I loved freaky yeah, yeah. um it was announced that he would be the next director for the series and i think it's great news uh, a lot of people were pissed I know that a lot of people like in terms of like being a completist, like, well, hey, this has been their vision, you know, um, but at the same time, a lot of people did not like sixth. And, uh, you know, I was a champion for it. I still really, really enjoyed it a lot. But I think a fresh take on the material is never a bad thing. I mean, they're going to stay along as producers on the picture. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just knowing his sensibilities that he brought to the Happy Death Day movies and Freaky, I think he's just the perfect choice. I wouldn't have honestly. I wouldn't have picked anybody else. I would have thought that's the right guy to do it. No, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, for those who, you know, want the continuity of the directing team to, to keep going through their trilogy or their three movies, like, I wish that somebody had ripped those movies away from David Gordon Green after Halloween Kills and, and been like, you know what, we need to give it to somebody else. Like, obviously, if that didn't happen... I'm not going to sit here and talk about it the whole time, but like what Radio Silence did with Scream 5, 5 Cream was great. Five cream. I think that they deserve a ton of credit for that, but I think 6 really showed their flaws in tackling this material, this franchise, this IP, and I am happy that somebody like Christopher Landon, who has an eye for the the meta who has an eye for the comedy and horror but still how to make things scary and suspenseful i'm really glad that he's going to take over for scream seven and and hopefully we get a nice bow at the end of this this uh yeah set of movies i agree and um he's been very transparent on twitter you know we followed him a long time ago um mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure he follows us i may be wrong don't look into that ladies and gentlemen um but he's been like you know replying to fans and really appreciative of the fan support and today he actually commented to a friend of ours and said like my main goal here is to make a movie for the fans and that's what i'm gonna do and you can tell like his heart is in this shit. scream yeah. was so important to so many people at an early age i mean it was a gateway uh drug if you will for so many people to get into horror and you know even these new movies have been the same for younger audiences and i'm excited to see what he does with it um you know i think it's, it's gonna be exciting you know who knows what's gonna happen will nev come back will the killer be Stu mocker uh fuck no stop it please stop mm -hmm. it ladies and gentlemen yeah, get that yeah, get, get that trash out of here i mean come on dude every day every fucking I know. day i know and it's like how much clearer could this franchise have been <laughs> To be like, Stu's not coming back. Oh, but, but in the scene where they had his name on a chalkboard, uh, his picture, uh, the dude's head was in the way. That, seriously, stop while you're ahead. But yeah, you, you all got <laughs> Billy Loomis and be thankful for that in whatever convoluted way that fucking shit is. <laughs> uh, um, but moving on, uh, one of our favorite movies of the year so far, and in my top five of the year, is definitely A24's Talk to Me. And we had mm -hmm. talked about on that episode 
the possibility of a sequel. Now, Brady, I'm pretty sure we all walked away with the concept of we don't need it, but we're open to it. And of course, just like the week after it debuted and our review landed, they have officially announced that a sequel is coming. How do you well, feel also, about that? They, they also announced that they had shot a prequel. That's right. That we weren't sure if it was ever going to come out or not. And then they announced the sequel. So I was like, man, that's that's a lot out of this. And I don't know. I I feel really good about it. And like you said, all three of us came away from this movie loving it. And it's definitely in my top five. It's it's probably in my top three of the year so far. Uh, but I am really excited to see where they go with this because based on their interviews, like you can either still follow this group that you have in this movie or you can branch out and go to a different set of kids, a different group, a different family. There's The options are pretty much endless at this point. Much like our beloved Nightmare on Elm Street series, Brady. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is plenty you can do with new cast, new characters, new locations. I mean, the possibilities are really endless, but yes, I'm 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 extremely excited to see what they're gonna do with that. I mean, I, I said walking out, I uh, give me ten more of these fucking movies, and I'll yeah. be there for it. Like th this literally could be like the new Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which I know this was a sore spot for you because you're not the biggest fan of the franchise. Sure, and yeah. uh, Jeremy yeah. is. I mean, he is a, a bona fide, certified motherfucking Fred head. Mm -hmm. um you know in the documentary that i was also a small part of i mean he's one of the main cast members along with a lot of great friends of the show uh but that news a couple weeks back that we didn't really get to talk about was you know that a new nightmare is potentially on the way and uh you know i, I said these guys the philly poo brothers would be perfect uh to do that but it seems like they're sticking with their own material as of right now now there's been a bidding war for whoever's going to grab nightmare and i you know have been extremely outspoken in in my opinion in terms of don't let blumhouse get their hands on it <laughs> please don't do whatever it. you do away from them don't let them fucking touch it man give it to anybody else but yes. blumhouse um but no it no, would be interesting not to cut you off is what a24 would do with nightmare on elm street it's exactly what i would love to see something yeah. a little more artsy uh some great cinematography great acting you know make it more elemental more terrifying mm -hmm. Uh, less jokey but you know at the same time I, I really just want I want more and I think well, that it's it's another franchise much like talk to me where there's the possibilities are endless and I think that it's ripe for a fresh take I mean and I've been saying I, this for years can I ask you then like would you want this to be like if, if we get a new nightmare film regardless of if it's a 24 whoever would you want to see it more like the first two nightmare films where it's scaled back to that sinister like really evil dark freddy or would you want to see like the mtv freddy that we get from like three four and on you know as much as i love mtv freddy um he was most definitely a product of his time and he is the most iconic the most legendary he is the pop culture icon that interpretation of the character yeah. from part three on but I think in order to make the character terrifying to a modern audience, you really got to scale it back to that. You got to go back to what really made the character work in the first place, which is, you know, slap that fedora on that red and green sweater and that claw, put him in the fucking boiler room and, you know, give us some atmosphere, give us a great score, give us good characters. You know, I mean, Wes Craven 
created that world so perfectly. And I think you just need to go back to basics. And yes, I know, I know they tried to do that with the remake and mm. it didn't work. And that's on the docket. Don't worry. We're going to be doing a full retrospective on that one at some point, but we got to have Jeremy for that. But, you know, like yeah. I said, as we move on to our featured review, I really just think that get, getting the right people behind it and the right visionary director that really cares about the property, you know, that's that's what we need. We need that person to do it. Um, and in terms of the company, in reality, uh, you know, I wouldn't be super fucking, I mean, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't break my heart rather if, if Blumhouse got their hands on it, but it wouldn't be the best choice in my opinion. I think there's so many other uh, companies, if they had their hands on it, they could do something with it. And, you know, Warner Brothers isn't that because they did fucking nothing with it. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. But Brady, mm -hmm. as we know, we're here for a vampire movie. And we already saw and reviewed another Dracula movie earlier this year. Another one from Universal that also bombed. It was called Renfield, mm -hmm. and we all kind of had a blast with that one for the most part. It, it's crazy to think that Universal put out two Dracula movies in the same year, and both of them bombed dramatically low. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. And even before that, the Dracula movie we got was what? Dracula Untold, which also bombed. That was the attempt at them doing their new monster verse. You know, that was yeah. the beginning of them trying to do that. And then, you know, and, and, and I have to say, man, I think the right approach to do these in terms of like new monsters, um, you know, the Tom Cruise mommy movie also did not do well. I thought the Invisible Man was brilliant. It's still mm -hmm. one of my favorite horror movies of the last five to ten years. Um, give it a modern twist. Do something fresh with it. Um, you know, and, and I, I like what they, you know, attempted to do with Last Voyage of the Demeter, and we're going to get into that. But it's crazy to think that, you know, in 2023, Universal Studios, the studio that basically created horror movies um, with their Universal Monsters, can't sell a fucking Dracula movie. It's yeah. just wild to me. I mean, I, I, I didn't think the marketing for Renfield was bad at all. I thought it, you know properly captured what the movie was here i mean yes the trailers do have smashing pumpkins <laughs> um <laughs> you know which i'm like uh, you don't need to try to be hip right. also i don't need to hear the fucking kid introduce the name of the dog mm -hmm. like we don't give a shit that the dog's name huckleberry like just give us a cool atmospheric spooky trailer uh, that gets us excited to see what the movie's all about. I, I I agree, the trailers were not that successful, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people have been claiming that there's been little to no promotion for this movie, which is actually false. I've seen the trailer every time I've gone to the movies since I think June. Oh, same. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not for lack of marketing. I think maybe Brady, could it be possible that? dracula movies are old hat it could be overdone i don't know like it's i feel in the past couple of years not even just dracula movies but we've gotten a lot of b-level vampire movies and worse i mean you know i i wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of that dreaded word fatigue around vampire movies but uh there was definitely marketing for this i mean like you said i saw it every time i went to the theater and then it was all over social media you know what no it is brady you, you know what it is brady 
Mm. It's because the damn vampire isn't fucking sexy, dude. That's the problem. Oh, well, sure. He's not sexy. Here's the other thing that I'm before. Oh my God. We're like getting way ahead, but we're just going to do it. I am so sick. (laughs) I'm so sick of these weird. I am legend looking vampires. Like, I don't want that. You know, like I don't midnight mass did the same thing. I love midnight mass. I think it's one of the best things out there, but I hate the creature design. Like that's not a vampire to me. And this is what is Jerry Dandridge. Jerry Dandridge is definitely the vampire. Uh, but also like, I get that you can't just have some guy in a top hat walking around this boat, killing people. Like you have to make it a creature, but it just, I, I also don't like vampires mouths filled with sharp teeth, like a piranha, you know, I want the two fangs. I talked about this on Renfield. I need that just eating and sucking. That's all I need because that's all we've needed in the past. You don't need it to be like this weird creature that is you just don't know what it is where it's just got a mouthful of razors and it's going at you. Like, I don't want that. You know, I I digress. I'm going to say this to you right now because we had talked about this even before we saw the movie and bloody disgusting had done an article about it in terms of the practical effects that turned the actor Javier Bote into the Dracula. And when you look at the actual makeup and the image, um, it looks fan fucking tastic. I yeah, love the yeah. design. It's definitely inspired by Nosferatu. I mean, we've seen a lot of Nosferatu inspired uh, vampires in the last couple of years or so. Um, but my main issue has nothing to do with the design. And we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But before we go any further, um, ladies and gentlemen, this will be a full spoiler review because break it or not, I'm going to tell you right now. Not much fucking happens in this movie. Um, It's going to we're just going to go into it full fucking force. But Brady, for those uninitiated that have no fucking clue what Dracula on a motherfucking boat is, why don't Mm -hmm. you tell them? Sure. So last voyage of the Demeter based on the seventh chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula tells the chilling tale of the merchant ship Demeter and her crew tasked with carrying mysterious cargo from Carpathia to London. And as the ship sets sail, strange and eerie events befall the crew as they are stalked and preyed upon by something beyond their wildest imagination. Ending with a seemingly abandoned ship washing ashore in London. It's just alien on a ship. That's my synopsis. I mean, (laughs) here's one thing. Here's one thing I will say. (laughs) I really do like when a movie starts off giving you a clue that like everybody's dead, right? Or pretty much nobody has survived same thing happened everybody's with everybody's um, <laughs> same thing happened with x you know it starts off with the scene at the farmhouse with the ladies sheriff. and gentlemen we apologize if you haven't watched x yet but if you haven't it's, been, it's your it's, own fucking fault it's been it's out, been long, out enough. long enough uh and so this one too like you know i've read dracula justin doesn't read jeremy probably has never held listen i life. read look right next to me i have a vintage magazine from 1989 with Michael Keaton's Batman on it, okay? I fucking read that. I stand corrected. He can read magazines. Uh, but I... So, you know, the the book or this chapter is based on the captain's log uh, on the ship of what's happening in real time, and, and they're not sure what's going on, but crew is getting picked apart. They're getting scared. So I was excited to see that aspect, and then when it opened, and, you know, they find the ship on the shore, and, 
you know, the guards are not wanting to go on the ship and they're saying it's abandoned. I was like, cool, this is going to be really good. And then it, it scales back to the beginning of the voyage. And I was like, all right, like this could be fun. It's going to be that cat and mouse game where you're just watching them get picked off one by one. And then it just, it fell flat. And I really went into it with, uh, arms wide open and I well, just, wide open. it, I, if two hours is the runtime, an hour and 58 minutes, and it's way too long for this fucking movie. And like, I don't need, like you said, the side notes about the dog. I don't need a full tour of the ship. I don't need Just here. It's Huckleberry. this kid, Toby, telling me what the fuck is Toby. going on on the ship. Oh, so yeah, sure. I, just, I mean, it was, what, though, it was just I, drawn out. I, is, the, is the kid Toby not not in the book? Uh, I, I don't think he was in the book. I mean, I'm sure there was a... Uh, Listen, a, a steward on there, Mister. But here's the I will Toby, say this is the if Toby's in the fucking book, I swear to God, like you're gonna go read it. The thing that I do love <laughs> is that they killed a fucking kid, though. So as soon oh, as yeah, I so, saw that he was on there, I, was like, oh, he's I know, dead. I know, I mean, you're you're, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. That's true. Yeah. Um, that was one of the moments that I love the most. But yeah, I mean, the movie I think starts extremely strong. Um, I really love Corey Hawkins uh, mm -hmm. as an actor. Yeah. It was great to see him in this movie. Um. I love the representation that they allow for the movie. Uh, he plays Clemens, a doctor who joins the Demeter. Uh, they basically show up to this fucking port and they're like, yo, you know, we need ship hands. And uh, he's playing cards in a bar. It seems like mm -hmm. he's destined to leave this spot. And uh, he saves the boy Toby's life um, where this giant crate was going to fall on him. And even though he was not picked initially to be on the boat because he's a doctor um not sure if there was any prejudice uh, employed there or not um because you know this is you know what what is this the late 1800s so yeah it's like 1897 or something like that yeah so i mean whatever um but i will say this much though uh, i loved the casting i know this gets talked about a lot it's always a point of contention for a lot of people but even though Corey's African-American and the character Clemens is African-American, I never noticed in the movie. I, it never seemed, I mean, there was one moment where he mentions it in a line of dialogue and I felt like it ruined the entire point of why he was in the movie. But for the most part, the, the remainder, the, he just the right guy for the role and the character yeah. was perfect. I mean, I felt like this is a great way to do representation without, you know, people be like, look at their, you know, without it being ham-fisted in people's faces or rather what people think of of that being that way you know well ala the little mermaid earlier this year i don't agree with that mindset at all whatsoever yeah. but here it just felt like what i was saying is it's just natural casting like he's just sure. the right guy for the character um and he f flows perfectly with the rest of the cast and the chemistry with all the other characters um i think the cast is extremely solid here for the most part, I, I love Liam Cunningham as Captain Elliot, the captain of the Demeter. Mm -hmm. And I know I can never say his fucking name right, so I don't even give a shit. But he's one of the best character actors working in Hollywood today. I'm just going to say David. <laughs> me, me and Jeremy always call him Dalmatian. Dalmatian? <laughs> Dalmatian. Um, yeah. See, there you go. As Wojciech, um, the first mate. Um, and, and I think a great cast of characters here. Great premise, but what goes wrong? I think. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, going back to your, your previous point about Clemens, it's like, yeah, like I didn't notice a lot 
you know, they didn't really bring up his race. There were there was some subtext there throughout most of the movie, and then nothing was really on the nose until the one scene you're talking about on the boat. But yeah, I, I mean, think it also speaks to like the the crew itself is supposed to be they're these just kind of melting pot people on a boat together. And that's what kind of goes into it too. A bunch of misfits. Yeah. There's, there are a bunch of misfits, but there's some language barriers there. There are some educational barriers there. It's like, everybody comes from a different walk of life and that can either be good or bad. And, and like, that's also like ties into the bigger theme of like how Dracula can prey on them because they all have these prejudices against each other. So I thought that worked really well. Yeah. And I, my, my entire point, cause I'm going to get to it now is it's thank God. It, <laughs> the themes were not hitting you over the head with a hammer you know what i mean yeah. they weren't trying to bash you in the head and be like yeah look at this this is you know racial prejudice or anything like that it was just it felt like a natural like situation where a group of guys on a boat together that are all strangers to one another you know and you're bringing in new crew members and stuff just what it would be naturally what I'm saying is, is he didn't seem to be judged based on the color of his skin. And I felt that was extremely refreshing to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I This is where I am going to disagree a little bit because I guess I maybe took that. Like there were a lot of scenes that, um, so when they're trying to pick him out and he wants to get on the ship and and Borchek is like, no, you're a doctor. I said, okay, like that makes sense. But then there are plenty of times on the ship where people suspect him and he talks about like it's it's very hinted at but like you said it's it's not over the top so i think it's there the entire movie you just don't get it until there's that boiling over i think the script here's why this makes sense to me on my end Mm -hmm. the script could be exactly the same the dialogue could be exactly the same and you put an actor of a different ethnicity as clemens and the movie would work the same except for the the line of dialogue later on that he mentions blah 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 that's why i feel like it's seamless because any other movie you see where you bring on a new crew member it doesn't matter they're always going to be suspicious of that guy Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what he looks like or where he comes from he's an outsider he's a stranger so that was my point but moving forward with that um you know the movie kicks off and of course someone gets killed on the Mm -hmm. boat deck and hijinks ensue as we always like to say on the show <laughs> and then the movie you know continues to extremely slowly uh pick off crew members uh one by one in the slowest fashion i've ever fucking seen um, dude i fucking i counted i was sitting there halfway through the movie and i said all right like it's got a little bit left it's got you know maybe under an hour left and two people had been killed and one person had been injured I was like, you gotta be shitting me. It takes How many times a while are they gonna to go to there? fucking sleep? It takes a while times? to get there. Um, you know, I, I understand that, you know, the director Andre Overdahl, who's known for some fantastic stuff, Troll Hunter, Autopsy of Jane Doe, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I mostly liked, had great visuals. Yeah. Um, you know, his favorite movie he claims is Alien. So of course, like, yes, you would want to make it feel like that. An alien takes a long time to get to where it needs to go, but there's a huge difference. There's a lot more. There's a lot more to look at in terms of things being interesting in Alien, the ship, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. The characters are very similar, but they're much more developed in Alien. I just, I I, I just feel like you can't just try to copy Alien and put different characters in a different setting and that it's all going to work 
I liked the fact that a new modern movie, Brady, took it back to that old school. You know, it's night. It's the late eighteen hundreds. They're on a real boat, a real boat that they fucking built for the movie, on a real soundstage, like a full fucking boat, man. I shit you not, the boats a boat it's not you know it's not them in front of like you know and there's green screen and stuff but they really tried to make it feel as practical as possible when you see the wood grain you know on the walls and stuff it feels lived in it looks real and i appreciate that i don't necessarily think that a lot of you know who the target demographic would be for this movie is all that interested in that now sure if you could just sit at home and you can flick it on netflix real quick or something but this movie doesn't seem like it would connect with the younger audience and i actually took um my daughter who's 19 and her boyfriend who's 19 they both went and saw it and they both were like yeah it was it was okay but like i don't think this is the kind of movie that's going to give them the shivers no and like i you know offer to take jenny she usually goes to all the horror movies with me and she was like ah like wishy-washy about it and i think that just speaks to like it's bombing but like it it doesn't look appealing to people unless you have that background where you're like oh cool like i like the dracula book or like sure like horror fans like us were like sure it's a vampire movie like i'll go see it but and also audience and dude i mean the thing plays like a hammer horror movie which i i Mm -hmm. greatly appreciate i mean the nun a few years ago tried to do the same thing in terms of atmosphere and you know production design and all that stuff It, it did it well and here it does it again and i like that we have this as an option to see with a decent budget i mean the movie had a budget of 45 billion it's actually not a large budget at all that's a that's an extremely small budget in terms of what a hollywood budget can be the movie is made as of this recording 6.5 million that's a massive bomb um and one could say um that you know lots of competition which is true um but a point that I wanted to bring up, and I'm I'm really sick of fucking hearing about this. This is something that people use as an excuse every single time a horror movie does not do well. Should have put in October. Should have put it at the end of September. <laughs> um, motherfucker, horror has always and will always be spread out throughout the entire year. Every season, we get horror. We don't just need our fix in October. Yes, that is our favorite season. Yes, we are wearing crowns, walking down the street, having people kiss our hands with a fucking red carpet rolled out. Yes, that is our shit. This is our time. But no, we, we horror is always, and it will always be something that should be palatable and available to everyone, I would say, once a month. And that's why horror has always released stuff all year round. Yeah. Now, in the in terms of like the haunted mansion, which I saw, you saw, we never reviewed it. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know I didn't care for it, but that movie for a family movie, yes, that probably would have fared better in an early October release, late September. But you can't just slap like should have put it in October um, on every movie. I think August was actually a really good spot for this movie because. Uh, summer is winding down. You know, the last big movie we just had was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. We had the Meg 2 earlier on this month, which, you know, did okay for its budget. Um, we have had a lot of stuff in the horror genre 
lately, you know, talk to me was an independent success in terms of for a 24, like their second biggest opening weekend of all time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, I just think there's too many people out there talking about box office that have absolutely no fucking business talking about it. Like they think they know what they're talking about. Um, there are focus groups and statistics that go along with this shit. And yeah, guess what? They plan this shit ahead according to the information they receive. Focus groups, you know, like things that matter. Uh, yeah, not and just- I'm, I'm sorry, but like putting this, what, two months up into October is not going to make it another $36 million. Also, it does not feel like... No, it's me, not a Halloween movie. A Halloween movie at all whatsoever. It's, you know, it's 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 not like, uh, like when you look back in time, and, I, and I'll end my rant here shortly, um, the most popular money-making horror movies, the majority of them back in the day were not released in October. So um, moving ahead here, you had said earlier on, we got to talk about it, the design of Dracula. Now, the creative decision was made that we would only see him in creature form which as you are aware because you're the expert makes perfect sense to the story and the timeline as to why because he's stuck in his crate uh yep. his coffin or whatever um is he supposed to be able to live that long without feeding or is it just that he gets by on eating animals and stuff and getting the blood uh, from he, them? he gets by he can get blood from animals and stuff yeah. um so that made sense and like it's you know he's definitely weaker at the beginning like when he gets the first victim because all he's been able to have is um the stowaway uh anna and then uh the animals that he feeds on but yeah i mean i i don't know like like you said when you get the close-ups of javier in the makeup in the costume like it does look good like it doesn't look cheap, but then there are so many moments, especially in the the last act of CGI, that just I think take away. From well, me. dude, Brady, fucking ninety five percent of it is CGI, so it ruins every bit of effort that yeah. they put into that makeup. I mean, that's the huge issue, man, because they wanted to make him feral and animalistic, and you know, you know, this actor got tasked with playing Dracula as a creature. And that should have been exciting. And the majority of that makeup, you know, rightly so, is hidden in shadow and such, which you would expect from, mm-hmm. you know, an old style hammer horror Dracula movie. But still, we only get a couple of good glimpses of the makeup. And then the rest of it is all CG fucking eye. And I get it. We're in 2023. We shouldn't be complaining about it. But in, in, in terms of this movie, I didn't see where other than him flying around, why we needed him to be CGI. Like, why yeah. couldn't it just be the, the actor in the suit fully made up? Yep. Oh, I agree. hundred percent. Like, sure. You need him to fly around in that CGI, but there were so many moments in this movie where it was literally just him sitting there or standing there or lurking in the shadows. And you didn't need that much CGI. Like, especially like, I felt like there was not enough payoff for his time on screen. Like I do, I will say I liked how, when he would get his victims, he would, you know, go to the throat and he would uh, snap their neck or force. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. It was so brutal. That was good. That's what I said on Renfield. Like I wanted that out of a vampire. It has to go for the neck. Yeah, it it Uh, didn't. It it went for the throat for sure. It did not at all shy away from the gore or the brutality, which I really appreciated. But I just, I really wish we had gotten more practical effects um, to see that with him, because I, I think it really would have helped the movie a lot. Uh, but 
it is what it is. It's this is what we got, and this is what they thought was good enough. Um, I will say, in terms of other effects, I really like when poor little Toby played. Oh, by that, well, that's Woody the Norman. thing. When I when I say they go for the throat, man, they don't fuck around because they fucking kill a kid in yeah, this movie. A, love, very, a very, a very, a very likable kid. A very likable. He's right. he's, 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 little, he's a little whiny. He's a little Dude, whiny. Weren't you whiny as a kid when your dad would show you his balls and shit and almost slap you in the I was, face with them I was as you walk down the stairs? I was so whiny as a kid that they had to make a discipline chart for me. Okay, um, so then maybe you don't like Toby because you see something, a part of yourself in Toby. Did you, have, did you have a dog named Huckleberry? No, I had a dog. This is really sad. I had a dog, and when my he was a stray, and I asked my mom what was on his collar, and he didn't have a collar, so she said nothing. And I said, cool, his name's nothing. And I called this poor dog nothing for like months. You know, I, I have to put a warning in here, and I'm being dead serious about this because this can affect some people. Um, this is a spoiler, um, but the dog Huckleberry does mm -hmm. meet his fate in the movie. He does get killed by Dracula. Um, I know a lot of people today, in, including my wife, even if it's not a real, you know, it doesn't look real. You can tell it's fake. They don't like to see animals, especially dogs, get killed in sure. movies. So uh, that's sure. a warning to those that were they're, they're sensitive to that. That is a moment that does occur in the movie. Also, Dracula does kill sheep, uh, goats, fucking pigs and shit. I mean, he yeah. kills a bunch of animals, but I know but dogs back, are sensitive. Going back to Toby, um, you know, who is Toby not a dog. Killed. He is no, not, a dog. not a dog. He's a human. He gets killed and captain played by liam cunningham is distraught it's his grandson uh he's basically gone off the deep end at this point uh but they wrap toby up they're gonna throw him overboard and the captain goes wait 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 wait. i see him breathing he's trying to prolong he's it he's trying to stop it yeah and they're like no captain he's not he breaks through rips it open oh my toby, god he's still alive and his fucking wide eyes show up and he screeches and lunges at the captain and they just burst into flames like that was done really fucking well like i knew it was coming and it still scared the shit out of me yeah it was a great moment and you know what uh on top of that the lead up to that you know there was a great suspenseful scene of toby locking himself in the captain's quarters where dracula mm -hmm. gets in there to get him one of my favorite scenes if probably not my favorite scene in the movie because it actually had great suspense into it and you know to be fair to the movie it has it has some pretty solid moments of suspense. The main issue with the movie as we boil it down to what made it not work fully for us is it goes on for extremely too long. The movie yeah. didn't need to be this fucking long. I sat there looking at my watch a few times like, dude, why in the fuck is this movie over two hours? Like, why? Yep. It doesn't need to be. As you said earlier on, we'll get moments of... For example, we have this uh, character of Anna, who is a stowaway, and you know Clemens kind of just like you know she he he takes uh, responsibility for her to take care of her as the doctor, and they don't know anything about her. The crew thinks that she's a stowaway, and then we find out much later that she is directly connected to Dracula, and that's why she's on the boat. Um, but we'll have moments of like just you know clemens and anna talking uh you know just kind of character dialogue stuff that really doesn't do all that much to develop the characters or to you know move forward the story or plot and it just kind of 
leaves you hanging there like okay this is cool that they're trying to give you character stuff like it's it's well acted um but it just it, it's like we don't need like days of this like just no. do it at once and then move along and give get, you know go for the throat give me the gore um and i hate to be that guy because i i love character development in horror movies i think it's it, it's sorely lacking these days and especially in a movie like this and i appreciate that they gave it to us but i just think they went on for much 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 too long and on top of that brady why did they wait so fucking long to find out what this thing is that's killing everybody it's like yeah I, maybe, I, I, maybe I we know. should go look around and see where this thing's coming from and what this is you know they just i, I get that it's that that time period and there's that sense of disbelief like no it has to be it has to be something that's real that's killing all these people it has to be a disease or something along those lines so no one you know even clemens uh, at, at first is believing this could be like this demonic creature um but still like it just takes so long for them to get there and the opening of the fucking movie like they have a guy that gets hired to go on the boat and he's like helping them you know lift this crate up on the boat and it's the drac it's dracula's fucking coffin and then he sees the dragon label on it and he fucking drops it that's what almost kills toby and he's like fuck this none of y'all tell me t told me that this fucking thing had you know he sees the symbol like there was going to be demons on this ship i'm fucking out of here man yeah um i mean obviously we as the viewer know what it is but yeah like it's even to the point where i think it takes three crew members to either be killed or, or incapacitated for them to be like, all right, maybe we should start looking maybe at Maybe we should look And then we're also going to look at these 50 crates that we're going to make you think that we're going through them all, but we're going to conveniently miss the one that has the giant fucking metal emblem on it, different from all the other ones. But okay, that's fine. That's cool. And we have a doctor from Cambridge on the boat. Yeah, which didn't do shit. <laughs> transfuse some blood and keep one of dracula's brides alive for a little bit longer come on yeah well so you know what brady i think it's time to wrap it up we get this climax of the movie um, oh it was god awful yeah that was so bad didn't you like have, it huh you have like <laughs> tell me more the, you have half the crew left when they're like all right we're gonna make our fucking final stand and we're gonna put two people up in the masts and they're gonna have guns and they're gonna try to kill this thing and yeah i get it you don't even they don't know what they're up against but then the way that dracula just dispatches them and kills them it just felt lackluster like there's a jump scare where he like pops through and flings some guy you know I, like, I kinda, at I the mask. i kind of liked the jump scare. i didn't it, i kind of like the jumps because there was no payoff like it was there and it was like okay cool like now you're just gonna methodically go through all these people in five to eight minutes that's true though and five to eight minutes out of a two hour long movie like that's when you kill most everybody no you needed to do it better you needed to go in there and you needed to pick them off more than just the two three at a time but it's fine i get it it's 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 clearly not fine because it's not fine but i have to say it's fine <laughs> but it, 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 and i'm not the, the dude we're not the the show to sit here and try to tell a filmmaker how they should make their movie i just really feel like it should have been a little bit shorter tighter it would have made the difference i really appreciate so much uh that went into the movie in terms of the production design mm -hmm. you know everything looked beautiful the costume design like you know all of the acting i thought was fantastic there was no one in the movie that stuck out and was like this fucking person's terrible in the movie or anything like that 
um, every everyone that was involved worked really, really well. Uh, you know, and I would have loved to have seen this movie do better. Um, one thing that felt non-existent to me, and I don't know why this is a thing lately, um, because horror is known for its music. And Bear McCreary, I mean, I loved his work on uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but his his music for this movie was just again like kind of just non-existent. It just didn't feel like a character in the movie, and I felt like a movie of this this time frame, this time period, if you will, really needed a score for you to latch onto that matched along with the visual aspects. And that just didn't do it for me either. So overall, I think the movie just kind of came and went and, uh, it's unfortunate, Brady. I think there, there, this movie does have its champions out there. There are a lot of people out there that really fucking loved it, and they've been waiting for this story to be told on screen for, you know, since the '90s. And uh, I'm glad people are enjoying it. I did not hate the movie. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. I think it's just one of those middle of the road situations where we kind of just walked out like, okay, I watched that thing. I would never buy it. I would likely never watch it again and uh you know you're the dracula guy you have a dracula tattoo you're the guy that knows all about the monsters so mm -hmm. i'll throw it to you first for your final thoughts and if you're gonna trash it or treasure it yeah i mean like you said i'm, I'm happy that there are people out there that are still excited to go see a dracula movie the Dracula movies are still being made to this day. Like that's fantastic on its own. And like you said, that Universal Studios is the one making this one. Like that's, come on, that's great. And it is a well-made movie, technically, uh, but it just, it wasn't compelling. And it, like you have all these characters stuck on a boat in the middle of the ocean. And I felt like at every turn, they just, they couldn't capitalize on the fear that they felt there's one scene in particular where they're all i believe it's after the first attack and they're all sitting in the the galley and they're trying to figure out who did it and they're accusing clemens and then clemens is trying to like start something and you can feel this ominous force around them all like as the audience you know where they're headed and like you can kind of see that they're starting to realize that something is up and that was really good but then the rest of the movie doesn't have that and the moments of suspense while they're good, are so few and far between that it, it doesn't get you <laughs> through the runtime feeling like you're enjoying yourself, for me personally. Um, with that being said, I have to trash it. Like, I wouldn't go see it again. If it was free on streaming, I might watch it in a couple years, but I just, it's, it's not a good Dracula movie, and I don't think it's a very great horror movie either. So I gotta, I gotta trash wow. it. Wow. So our Dracula expert, our monster man, B. Ratty, has mm -hmm. came in and flown in with his CGI wings verdict. <laughs> um, you know, I, I got to kind of agree with you there. I mean, like uh, the movie was entertaining and I liked a lot of things about it. Uh, I think it just didn't work overall as a whole and it was unfortunate to see because this was that one movie brady where i was really hoping to walk out and be like yes another old school period piece gothic horror movie like the likes of the hammer films which you know we don't see very we, we never fucking see them um anymore in terms of like this kind of a budget and being released theatrically we just it's just not a thing anymore and i miss them and um it, it just it just didn't land 
Dracula yeah. didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. Um, but seriously, I, again, liked lots of things about it. Just gonna have to follow lock and step with you, man. I'm sorry, I would not purchase this one. I would never rewatch it ever again. There's too many movies to watch that I either haven't seen that I love, mm-hmm. or you know, I'd rather be doing something else. Another you know, thing, I you think only get one, one life. When it comes to trash and treasure, it's like, would I recommend this to somebody? And I just, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't tell somebody to go watch it. I made this difficult two years ago. As of this recording, ladies and gentlemen, the following day after this recording, it'll be exactly two years since Jeremy joined the show when we debuted Brain Stew and we kind of moved this thing forward in a new direction. So uh, he's not here with us. And I'm going to do something special on social media tomorrow uh to celebrate that but you know here's to two years hey. to jeremy and and our new way of doing things on the show and our our new team that we love so much but um but yeah i mean like i i have to say you know it depends on who it is that's talking to me if i would recommend it or not but i have to say i'm trashing it you know this yeah. just this movie just overall was fine and if it's a fine I can't keep just championing movies. So that's it for this episode. Our Fresh Fright review. Dracula on a motherfucking boat. (laughs) Or as the general public is calling it, the last voyage of the Demeter. Uh, It is still currently in theaters. If Dracula is your thing, no, for real. And and you haven't seen the movie and you already listened to this entire review. Well, we spoiled the whole thing for you. But, you know, maybe give it a shot. It might be your thing. Uh, who are the who are we to tell you not to go see something? Especially I'm telling B, you not to go see, especially B. Ratty over here. He's wearing a fucking shirt that. Never mind. I'm not even going to talk. It's it's not an Ice Nine Kill shirt though this time. So surprise, safe. surprise. He's safe. Um, but thank you so so much for listening to this episode. We love you so much. If this is your first time listening uh, and you like what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes or Spotify. Leave us a review. We always love hearing your views. If you don't like what Brady had to say about the movie and you think he's a <laughs> shit Dracula fan and you're way better than him and that you know more about it than him, tell him. Probably not. In an iTunes review. Um, but seriously, we do greatly appreciate all of you guys listening and uh, keeping us up in the iTunes movie and TV film reviews charts. You guys have been crushing it lately. And of course, we are on Patreon and we are on, on social media on every platform at epic film guys on twitter on instagram on facebook on tiktok on threads on you name it and we're probably there we're taking over the world we're taking over the world it's funny brady uh some podcast page on twitter today they they tweeted what is your end goal for your podcast and i literally commented world domination (laughs) (laughs) hey you gotta keep it real does it look like I'm joking? <laughs> but again, thanks so much for listening. I'm Justin. I'm Brady. We miss you, Jeremy. But until next time, we like to ask you to keep it creepy.